my dad would send me articles from the last goalie rat all the time. And he would say, you know, I think you should give this a read. He makes some great points here. And I would read it through and I'd say, this is exactly what I needed help on. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Shout out, Mr. Fish. Thank you. Thank you for spreading the word. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Aww, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, my job's really simple. It's track down the best goalies in our sport, have some conversations, and pick out some things that you can use in your own lacrosse goalie game. What are the mindsets that they have, the stories that they can tell, the journey that they've been on to get where they're at today? My guest, On the show this week, we're getting into the Ivy Leagues. It is Sam Fish, Princeton's starting goalie in 2019. She was Ivy League Goalie of the Year, first team All-Ivy League, Ivy League All-Tournament team, first team All-Region, even added to the Torreton watch list. Incredible year in 2019. And then, of course, in 2020, COVID. And the Ivy Leagues in 2021 did not come back. And that's something we touch on in this conversation. Sam is from San Diego, not necessarily a hotbed, but certainly growing in lacrosse popularity, uh, something we talk about in this podcast. Great young lady. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Princeton goalie Sam Fish. Before we start this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is the Lacrosse Goalie Summit. We recently concluded the summit in March, where 13 amazing coaches gave absolutely incredible presentations about how to level up your lacrosse goalie game. We had Coach Jack Runkle talking about communication. We had a mental toughness coach. We had a mindset coach, a mindfulness coach. We had Amber Hill talking about mental health. So many awesome sessions. If you miss the event, you can still get access to these virtual coaching sessions, all the replays. Just go to goaliesummit.com. Liz Hogan gave a great presentation about developing your own lacrosse goalie drills. Alex Reddy, amazing presentation about saving more low shots. So if you want to grab those replays, they're still available. You can get them at goaliesummit.com. Just head over to www.goaliesummit.com. Enjoy the show. It is a pleasure to welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat podcast. It's Princeton's starting goalie, Sam Fish. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to get into your uh, career as a lacrosse goalie and talk a little bit about the current season. But mm-hmm. do you remember where it all started? You remember that first time you jumped into goal? I, w- I would love to hear that story. Absolutely. So I actually started playing goalie from the very beginning. I was in second grade and um, it was the second half of the first game I've ever played and they said we need someone to hop in cage and I did and I have played goalie ever since so I just had loved it and wanted to continue to get better at it. 
Oh, I love it. So it's a halftime decision. Second grade is like what, eight, nine years old. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's really young. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, Hey, we need someone to play goalie. Little Sam is like, Hey, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. And my brothers loved it because, so I have two older brothers and they were attackers. So after that, they loved shooting on me. So it just naturally flowed from there. Oh, of course. Of course they would love that. Right. I I would think Mm -hmm. that they would be trying to throw you into the goal from an earlier age if, if they played lacrosse. And, and that's usually one of the main reasons why uh, people become lacrosse goalies because you have that older brother, that older sister is like, hey, I need somebody to shoot on. Sam, get in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much like that. I think that's why I was a little bit more open to it when at halftime they said that. So yeah. So in that very first game, did, did you make some saves? Were, were you hooked from that point on? Or was it like one of those things where like, eh, I don't know about getting the balls thrown at me. I think I made a few saves and um, my coach was a goalie in college. So he was really excited and he really was like, I think you have potential here. So um, from there, he kind of pushed that and I really loved it. Nice. So he was a goalie in college. So did he kind of show show you the ropes of like, this is how you stand, this is how you hold the stick? Or how did you go about then from that young age learning how to make saves? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny. um, Sophia LaRose and I were both coached by um, this goalie coach, Joe Brown, and he taught us both everything we know from the very start. He taught us hand placement, positioning, everything. And he would just coach us along the way. And um, even when we'd be in normal game or in games and everything, he would um, make special efforts to kind of coach us throughout the game. So that's kind of how both of us really developed a lot of our um, skills from that young age. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, We were talking before we hit record, Sophia LaRose, the sponsored athlete, and you guys you guys, San Diego goalies, which is a, you know, very small community, I imagine, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the lacrosse scene like in San Diego, if you had to describe it? Um, I think it's definitely very up and coming. When I was younger, um, it wasn't, especially like second grade, it wasn't really big. And then as I was getting into high school, middle school, um, it definitely started increasing. Um, I would say now it's, gotten pretty big and a lot of the um, West Coast teams are really starting to rival a lot of the East Coast teams so it's really fun to see Um, and I know a lot of the times that when um, I was younger on travel club teams we go out East for tournaments but now there's a lot of big West Coast tournaments so it's really Mm -hmm. cool to see that progress it is really cool to see and as as a California kid myself it's it's just awesome to see the sport grow on the West Coast like you know, I'm, I'm 40, I'm 41. So like, you know, back when I went to high school, we didn't have, we didn't have a lacrosse team, but now, you know, all the teams in my city have in Santa Rosa have, have lacrosse teams, right. And lacrosse clubs are are popping up. So it's just awesome to see the growth, um, especially because we always had the athletes, right. But, you know, they Mm -hmm. play soccer or volleyball or, or, or what have you. Um, I'm curious, what other sports did you play growing up? So I actually played soccer as well. Um, and soccer was a winter sport, so I was able to play that during the winter time. And then in high school, I also played volleyball throughout my high school career. So I played soccer, lacrosse, and volleyball 
all throughout high school. Yeah. And are the things you learned in soccer or volleyball that you would say translated that made you a better lacrosse goalie? Um, I would say for soccer, I actually was a midi. So I think kind of learning some like the explosiveness and things there, I think that really helped. And um, especially when I was younger, I was a lot more of an active goalie. And I think that translated to that. Um, I guess volleyball with jumping and everything, that's also explosiveness. Yeah, it's true. I would say mostly soccer. So yeah, but like that, that jumping, um, you know, like to explode up to block, to block mm-hmm. uh, a ball or spike a ball, right? It's kind of the same idea of making a save, especially within the hips, right? Like, boom, you're exploding mm-hmm. to the shot. So I could see a lot of the same movements in that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite thing about being a lacrosse goalie? I think my favorite thing is kind of the impact that we can make in the cage just by doing our job and doing it well. So I always say that, you know, I want to just give my defense the best opportunities of like, they're helping me out by forcing shooters wide and giving me the best angle on shots. I want to help them in return of just making the saves that I know it can make. So I think in that regard, like the goal, I think most college teams are starting to realize how important goalies are. And um, I think we can make a big difference in the game. Yeah incredible difference in the game right <laughs> I mean you know they if they have a star attackman you double team them you can kind of like take mm-hmm. them out of the game if you've got a great mm-hmm. goalie there's no I mean there's no getting around that right I mean it, mm-hmm. if a goalie's on they can really take over the game and that's what I love so much about this about this position as well um what about you know when you're getting so you're getting started goalie eight nine years old a lot mm-hmm. of times goalies at that age and even like I started playing in college. So like goalies at at 18, scared of the ball, right? It's just not natural Mm -hmm. to have this thing flown at, uh, fired at you. You're wearing Mm -hmm. very minimal padding. I'm curious, is that something, is that something that you went through or what were some, some early sticking points for you? So I don't remember actually experienced that when I was little, but I remember there was a point in high school where I was super afraid of the ball and I just wasn't stepping to the ball. And then naturally I was getting hit more with the ball because I was afraid of it. And so I just remember doing drills where you actually throw like lacrosse balls at your helmet and you're trying to, um, the coach will say like a different color and you're only supposed to catch two of um, the colors that they say. And so just by having them throw the balls at my helmet, I desensitized myself to the ball coming at me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really helpful, but I mean, now even there's still times where, um, me and my goalie on my other goalie on my team, Tia, we always joke that some days we're scared of the ball. I think it's not always going to be a time where you love, I don't think anyone really loves getting hit. So, Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely those days you just kind of have to work through it and reset your mind towards attacking the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you do on those days? What do you do on those days? Because even you're right, like when, you, when you've overcome that problem and you're like, all right, I'm not scared of the ball, I can attack it. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where like every once in a while you, ha- you have an off day, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's back. And then now all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're like, oh man, like I'm not, I'm not exploding to the ball, I'm not attacking it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and then you, ironically, like you said, you end up getting hit more 
on those mm-hmm. on those days. But so what do you do? What, what do you do when you have those days? Um, it's funny, actually, yesterday was one of those days for um, Tia and I, our other goalie, and we actually had a big shooting drill. So we threw sweatpants on because we were like, you know what, it's just one more protection against the ball. This will let us you know, like move towards the ball. And if we get hit, it's going to sting just a little bit less. So um, I think just kind of refocusing of like, you know, resetting your mind that you're going to move towards the ball. And like, if they hit me, they hit me. It's great. Like, you know, it's not going to be fun, but you'll get through it. Yeah. That's what I recommend too. I mean, get padded up in those situations, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, when you were starting out, I imagine like they shin guards, thigh pads, mm-hmm. you still yeah. use those today or, or, or when, when did you sort of, you know, what was, what was the evolution of your, of your pads? Um, so I actually don't use thigh pads or shin guards today, but in high school, I think we had to wear those. So we would wear them. Um, I don't wear them for the reason that I think it's more helpful for me to, when I'm coming out of the cage, but I definitely see the value in having those if, especially like on days, if you feel like you are getting hit with the ball or um, you're a little bit scared of the ball. Yeah. And the sweatpants too. I was a big sweatpants goalie. Um, I mean, it's just that extra little, you know, half inch inch of half inch, inch, half inch of cotton uh, that that can take, can take the sting out of some of those shots. Um, and Sam, let's be honest. They look good. They're the sweatpants tucked into the socks. You you go with that look. Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely on the East coast when it's really cold. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was that by the way? Um, because I'm from California. I played, I played one snow game. We went to BYU in Utah, right. Mm -hmm. And and played Mm -hmm. one snow game. Um, you know, I imagine there's a lot of different things, coming east coast west coast but weather is one of them right so how was it for Mm -hmm. you playing cold lacrosse it was definitely adjustment um I would say I was not used to the ball actually being some days it'll be so cold out that the ball is actually frozen so those days definitely hurt a little bit more oh yeah Um, but all the um the older goalies on the team when I first got there they helped me out with different tricks to trade, like wearing medical gloves under your regular gloves so that your hands stay warm, putting the foot warmers, hand warmers, everything in, just kind of trying to keep your body warm so that you can continue moving. And, you know, it's going to sting a little bit less if the ball hits you. So definitely learning all those tricks of the trade was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot about the, the ball getting frozen and, and heavier. And that, that thing probably leaves a lot uh, heavier bruises when, when you get hit with a frozen ball, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was even one game when we had, um, or a scrimmage this year, it was a complete blizzard outside and I had never played in actual full on snow before. And it was so hard to see the ball. I was so thankful that in girls across, we use a yellow ball instead of a white ball, because I was like, I don't know if I was a guys goalie right now how I would see this white ball and all of this snow so yeah definitely thankful for the yellow ball in that regard yeah you can actually do that in the guys game too if it's a snow game you can request a colored ball so um, oh wow throwing tips out there left and right that's what this show is all about <laughs> <Yeah>. Sam <laughs> yep <laughs> awesome 
Um, so at what point, you know, you're playing soccer, you're playing volleyball, you're playing lacrosse, three sport, three sport athlete. At what point did you make the decision? Hey, I'm going to go all in on lacrosse. Um, I think lacrosse was always the sport that kind of stood out in my mind. I mean, I guess I started soccer younger than lacrosse, but, um, I think that was a sport I really just truly enjoyed playing. And I felt that, I could get better and better at it. I think for soccer and volleyball, I knew that there was like a point I'd reached where, you know, I, I don't know if I was going to get better. Or like my heart just wasn't in it. And I just truly love lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah. Lacrosse is amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I played so many sports growing up too, like soccer, um, tennis, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of basketball. Um, and then mm-hmm. w- once I played lacrosse, it was like, it's just, you know, camaraderie and, and, you know, individual talent combined with this team strategy and just so much fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it too. Nice. Now, did you, um, did you play in the field as lacrosse as well? Or was it, was it goalie all the way at a certain point? Um, for me, I actually never really played in the field. Um, it was goalie my whole career, except for like yeah. sometimes, like if we were at a tournament or something and it was one of the last games, maybe I would take the draw or something like that. But yeah. It was mostly lacrosse, or I mean, uh, mostly goalie. goalie. Yeah, interesting, interesting, because a lot of, you know, college goalies and even pro goalies have a story of like, yeah, right when they started, it was it was a little bit of field, a little bit of goalie, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's awesome to hear that you were goalie right away, goalie from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> love to hear it, uh, love to hear it. So tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your recruiting process, your high school, your high school experience, and then kind of, you know, mm-hmm. when did you kind of realize, hey, I'm pretty good at making saves. Maybe I could play this at the next level. Mm -hmm. So I actually, um, I was part of the era of like earlier recruiting and everything. So I Mm -hmm. ended up committing my spring of my sophomore year. Um, And I originally, like when I was in eighth grade, seventh grade, I thought I was going to go play club lacrosse at some school. Like I didn't think I was good enough to play in division one division two or anything like that and so I was just so excited to even like see college coaches and I thought I was going to play club lacrosse at UCLA or whatever that was like my goal and everything um and then freshman year sophomore year um my coach was actually um a strong supporter of you know like I think you have a really good chance of playing division one and um he was really big on you know play your best and I'll talk to coaches and kind of see and um I actually my coach loves to tell this story but so she came out to um a west coast tournament um called sandstorm I think they still have it but um she saw me there and I was I think I was in eighth grade and I didn't know the recruiting rules at that time but I had hacked actually walked up to her and introduced myself and um she said I can't talk to you right now but I know who you are something like that and she said she had never forgotten that um throughout the entire recruiting process she was like I remember when you were a little eighth grader and you came up to me and so my sophomore year when I finally committed it was so awesome of just um, you know, everything finally coming together and um, finally coming to a great school like Princeton. So, yeah, 
Yeah, that's amazing. I could just, I can just in my head envision little, little Sam walking up there. And she's like, I can't talk to you right now, but great job. Great job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty funny. What do you say? Um, you know, there's a lot of goalies out there right now. Seasons for some of them, the season's getting going. Like maybe they're doing tryouts. Like you've gone, mm-hmm. you've gone through that, that big, you know, that like, whether it's playing at a tournament or a tryout or something like that, just, you know, a lot of eyes on you. A lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of nerves. What do you say mm-hmm. to young goalies who are in who are in that situation? I think for me, the biggest thing is learn to love the pressure. I think um, I actually now love being in games where it's really tight and um, having that pressure on me. I think I actually play better sometimes. And I think um, with like, if you're at a recruiting tournament, you have all the coaches on the sidelines. I think just really focusing on the basics of like seeing the ball and just, you know, getting your hand there and stepping there. And I think going back to the basics in those times, it helps you kind of block out anything that's happening on the sidelines or whatever the pressure is on the game, or just, you know, just having that confidence that you're a great goalie and Mm -hmm. you can make any save. So Yeah, I had someone on the podcast and they said, I think it was a Virginia goalie, said pressure pressure is a privilege. And it, I mean, it's really like, a, it's a mindset switch that, that, that you have that a lot of young goalies need, which is like, yeah, let's embrace the pressure. Because it's something I've talked about with a lot of goalies on this podcast is like, mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you, in order to have, you know, the opportunity, you have to have the pressure. Like a lot of goalies want mm-hmm. this opportunity to be great, but then they don't mm-hmm. want the pressure. And you know, doesn't work like that. It's a package deal, right? Like, so em- embrace that. Um, and I love, I love what you said there. Um, so yeah, you, 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 rec- you then um, commit to Princeton uh, your sophomore mm-hmm. year, which is pretty early. I mean, that now the rules have changed. Yeah. Like you, you have to do it your mm-hmm. junior year. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, at that point, was it like, what was your feeling? Was it like, whew, was it like a relief? Was it like, excitement you know how did you how did you stay motivated for those final three years of high school yeah I think that um for me it was really excitement and I think definitely a little bit of relief of you know I know where I'm going but I think at that point I kind of flipped the switch of okay well I'm playing well out here but I know that east coast and at a top d1 schools the shooter is are going to be amazing. So mm. I think it was really for me, like putting in that extra work to get in that, like up my game to the level of where I would come in freshman year and the, I would be a contender for the position. And, you know, I wasn't getting shot on left and right by shooters or scored on left and right by shooters who were just amazing. So that was really my goal was to just up my game at that point and be ready. Yeah. And how did you do that? I mean, I imagine, you know, even the best shooters in San Diego, high school girls in San Diego, I mean, they can't, let's be honest, they can't shoot as hard as, as the best girls on, on Princeton's team. So how did you, you know, how did you go about um, doing exactly what you just said, leveling up your game so that you were ready for college level shots? So I worked a lot on my hand speed. And um, one of the biggest things that I did that I think has still helped me is juggling I think like I juggle every day and 
um, just to continue to get better at that because I think that has helped me increase my hand speed so much. And that was a big factor in kind of raising my play to those that level of shots. But then also I would pull the best girls on my team and the girls from my club team. And I would just have them shoot on me all the time. And I would also have my um, dad do goalie drills with me. So. All right. Mr. Fish is out there and uh, you were telling me he he's a big lax goalie rat fan. He is. He was really excited when I told him I was coming on the podcast because I was just joking earlier that um, my dad would send me articles from the Lax Goalie Rat all the time. And he would say, you know, I think you should give this a read. He makes some great points here. And I would read it through and I'd say, this is exactly what I needed help on. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Shout out, Mr. Fish. Thank you. Thank you for spreading the word. I love it. Uh, Now, was your dad an athlete as well? I think I read that somewhere. Yes, he actually played um, football in college. He played up in Vermont at Norwich. So awesome! All right, so the the fish the fish household. You got you got a couple of brothers who are lacrosse players, and just just a household <laughs> of athletes. Yes, love it, absolutely love it. How do you describe uh, you know your style of goalie play? A lot a lot of different um, styles out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of goalies have success with different styles. Uh, you're a little on the taller side for a woman. Uh, for a female mm-hmm. goalie, how do you describe mm-hmm. you know your your style of play? I would say that I kind of have a maybe a shallower arc, maybe like a mid range arc. Um, and then I also just I I think I play a little bit outside the cage, but I've definitely um, decreased that play outside of the cage in um, in recent years, especially as my defenders got better. I didn't really need to go outside the cage. And, um, I think also just, you know, for stepping wise, I'm more laterally, I would say in between a 45 and a lateral step. Awesome. Has it always been that way? Or is that something that kind of, uh, evolved as the shot started getting harder and harder? I think I started out like with 45 degree Mm -hmm. angles but then as the shots get faster and faster I definitely went more laterally because I think um you're just not going to get there in time sometimes so at least for me it was really helpful to kind of make that step a little bit more lateral that's what I've seen quite a bit in you know a goalie's progression and that's kind of how I coach as well it's like when I'm coaching youth or or talking to youth I always recommend you start on that 45 because one you're they're typically a lot smaller um, and so you really do need to come out a little bit and cut down that angle so you can reach a shot, right? Later on, mm-hmm. when you're when you're whatever five nine, five ten, up to you know six foot, you you know you can you can still step laterally and reach the corner. Um, mm-hmm. But you know when you're when you're eight years old and you're five foot, like it's it's tough. So that's how mm-hmm. I coach as well. Um, awesome. What um, what would you say is something that is a challenge for you right now in terms of the lacrosse goalie position? I think for me right now, it's about being consistent. Um, I think there's times we'll have really great games and there's other days where it's not my best. So I think kind of finding that consistency so that um, my defense knows that they can depend on me. Um, And I think with that, it's just been trying to get more reps and um, find that balance of that mental headspace of 
you know, where was, how was I feeling my really good games and how can I translate that to my games where I'm feeling a little bit off? Yeah. That was something that I struggled with incredibly in college is, is consistency. Mm -hmm. Like you never knew what, what Damon was coming out there. Um, sometimes <laughs> I would just be like totally on fire. And then other days, yeah, you're just not seeing it. You're not picking it up mm -hmm. and you're letting in balls that, you know, you can save. Um, so mm -hmm. consistency. And then you mentioned something there about um, what was it like, like, like reliving the good moments or like getting back into mm -hmm. that headspace of when, mm -hmm. you know, you're making a lot of saves. How do you, how do you do that? Is that, is it, do you watch tape? Do you journal? How do you, how do you go about doing that? For me, I think um, I've been trying to find like, what are some of the factors of like my pregame um, activity or my warm up or anything like that, or how I'm feeling going into the game? What are the differences between games where I feel like it's a great game for me or games where it's, not necessarily my best game and trying to find, you know, what are some of the things that might be contributing to where I'm feeling off that day? What have you found? Um, I think sleep is definitely a really big factor, I yeah. would say. Um, I think definitely trying to keep that calmness, um, like before entering the locker room to change during the locker room and then when you get out for warm up, like, you know, like let yourself get ele elevated to the game level, but, you know, still maintain that calmness until you get in the game itself so that you're not losing your energy by halftime. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I think I like about that too, is it's so different between each goalie. I mean, what works for you, Sam, might be very different than what works for another goalie. I mean, some, go I know some goalies mm -hmm. that are, you know, joking around pregame, right? Just staying mm -hmm. loose, joking around. I know mm -hmm. some goalies that are really like pumping up the, pumping up the team. I know some goalies that are mm -hmm. totally quiet, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the way they get, that's the way they get focused is not, not interact. Um, and so, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool that you've learned what works for you. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not to say like, like I said, for the youth goalies listening, it's not to say you have to replicate what Sam's doing, but Hey, if it works, then, then yeah, absolutely replicate it. Absolutely. Definitely find what works best for you. I think like you were saying, I've met so many different goalies who have so many different types of pregame rituals and everything that work great for them. So, yeah. What, um, talking about pregame rituals, uh, you know, we're right. We're, we're recording this March 17th. You guys are five and oh, way to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, top Thank 10, you. top, top, top 10, right? Top yeah, top 10, depending on the list, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go, let's go. So, so pregame rituals, you're going into a big game, um, you know, mm -hmm. walk me through it. Um, so if it's a home game, we'll usually have our team meal with everyone and um, it's good to hang out with the team. And then I'll usually walk up and grab a coffee with some of the girls on my team. But then it's funny, they kind of joke with me because I actually will not walk with anyone down to the locker room because that's my time to kind of get mentally prepared and maybe do some visualization of the shots and everything and get in the right mindset for the game. And then when I enter the locker room, it's, you know, that's the time to be with the team and with all of our pregame dances and everything and everyone getting hyped up. And then after that, we walk over to the field and it's time to warm up. And um, I just go through 
my warm up of different um, drills of just trying to get my hands ready and um, just trying, I'll juggle a little bit just to get my focus ready and everything like that. So, yeah, that's awesome. And then what about what does the warm up look like? So, you're doing a little bit of juggling, getting the hands and the mm -hmm. eyes going, which is great. Highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. um, highly recommend that. I know a lot of goalies, mm -hmm. great elite goalies that do that. And then mm -hmm. um, shots. I mean, just a bunch of shots or, yeah. or kind of walk me through that if you could. So I start by getting super stretched out. I think that's um, really, really helpful, especially for getting the low saves. So I just really make sure my legs are feeling good. And then I hop yeah. in cage. I use a um, small stick and um, I'll have my coach warm me up high and then mid and then I'll move into actually um, this drill that I call the pipe drill where I'll stand on one side of the pipe and I'll have my coach shoot to the opposite pipe. And I'm just focusing on getting my hand across and exploding to the ball. And then I'll go to the other side for that one. And then I actually do a drill where I um, squat down low and then I put my hands on the ground with my small stick and I have my coach shoot anywhere high and I'll explode my hands up and try to get to the ball. And then I'll do the reverse of that where my hands start over my head and I'll have my coach shoot anywhere low and I'll drop down for those. And then the next one I go through, I'll put my hand at my hip and I'll have my coach shoot my top left um, side and I'll explode my hand across my body up. You'll and put, then sorry, I'll put, sorry. You'll put your top hand, your top hands kind of on your hip, like low. Yes. Yeah. So and then it's, just working it's on basically getting like getting across. Yep. So putting my hands in uncomfortable places of like unnatural and trying to just really focus on like driving my hand to the ball. And then um, I'll do that same thing, but the opposite side. So I'll actually put my, I'm a righty. So I'll take my stick and I'll move it on this side and I'll have them shoot to the right side and I'll just pop my hand over. Hmm. Um, and then after that, I'll go through, I'll have my coach go across the eight shooting all different levels. and then. If we have time after that, I'll actually face the back of the cage and I'll have my coach yell shot and I'll turn around really quick and save it from anywhere. Yeah. Love that one. All right. That was great. That's great. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling warm after going through that. Right? <laughs> then get, then yeah. get some water, get a couple deep breaths and it's game time. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, I just posted a reel today of the, of Eric Peters, the men's goalie at, at Princeton doing a little pregame dance. And are you, are you, a, are you a dancer? You, you like, you like to stay loose in there? Um, I actually am probably not, but I <laughs> definitely love to, um, you know, joke around with some of my defenders, um, and everything. And, you know, definitely after like attack scores a goal, like running up to my defense and everyone hyping each other up. So I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a dancer or anything like that, but um, I definitely try to like keep my legs loose and everything while the yeah. ball's at the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a big proponent, not, not just cause I think it looks cool, but like, I mean, you really, you know, there's something to be said about, about being so comfortable and loose that you can just, you know, mm -hmm. you can just not even dancing, just like moving around a little bit, you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, um, Megan Taylor, I think, did an interview one time, and she said that she will sing like show tunes or something like that. So I've actually tried to sometimes like try and implement that because I think it is really helpful to stay loose and everything. So yeah. I've always 
love to see other goalies do that. And I've definitely tried to implement that and stay loose. But yeah, what what are you singing? What what do we got? I mean, I don't have any go-tos or anything. I think yeah. it's if attack scores, they have their goal songs or everything like that. So <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Uh so you enter into Princeton um 2018 as a freshman end up earning the starting role um your your freshman year how was that for you a lot of times you know as as a young goalie it's a lot of pressure as a freshman right to be the starting goalie and I'm curious how you know your experience was as a freshman yeah I mean I think it was something that I've been working towards um you know the first few games I was not the starter and you know I was just trying to work every practice to be that starter and give basically give the coaches no reason not to play me and um just you know play my best game possible and then when I finally did get the starting position um I was just focusing on you know every shot you know um it didn't matter what the game was it didn't matter what the situation was it's just focusing on each shot itself and um, making sure I could make the best play on each one. Yeah. It's great. Great attitude. Great attitude. Yeah. And then you end up earning, uh, that freshman year, second team, all Ivy league next year. Hello. Ivy league goalie of the year. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. anything that you did differently going into that year, or you feel like it's just the accumulation of, of, you know, all the work that you've put in. So, um, a lot of times in college, they'll actually talk about like if a freshman has a really good year, they'll talk about the sophomore slump. Um, a lot of coaches will talk about it. And for me, that was a big mindset of, you know, I want to go in and make this year better than my last year and just continue to build off of that. Um, I didn't, I definitely didn't want to fall into the sophomore slump. So just kind of putting in the work, especially in the fall to try and you know, just show up better than I did last time. Yeah. What does, what does putting in the work mean? Is that shots? Is that drills? Like how do how do you like to get better? Um, I really love taking out some of the best shooters on our team and just getting an extra shot. So like, for example, on my team, Kyla Sears is in my grade and she's one of the best attackers in the nation. And I figure, you know, if I can save her shots and if I'm seeing her shots on a daily basis, I'm going to be in a pretty good place against other teams. So just trying to take your best shooters on your team and have them not only go through the shots that they want to do, but also take that time and have them go through goalie drills with you and pick mm-hmm. out the different ones that you need to work on. What uh, any goalie drills come to mind for you that you really like? I think the, so the ones I do in my warm up, I actually try to do those almost every day. I think oh, nice. those are just really helpful ones to, you know, like get your hand faster. And my two big points for myself is, you know, punch my hands to the ball and explode to the ball. And I think those drills really help me get to those points. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Um, so 2020 comes around, right? A little, little thing called COVID uh, hits. <laughs> and I'm curious how it was for you. Uh, you know, for a lot of players, a lot of lacrosse players, a lot of people out there in general, it's very tough. It's very tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're a couple games into the season and, and what happens? 
so we had it was crazy so we're like five games in and um we played Stony Brook and we did not have a great game against Stony Brook um especially not a first great first half I think we let in six goals in the first six minutes of the game so definitely a tough game but we slowly came back um but we ended up losing that game and then that next week um everything with COVID hit and actually the Ivy Leagues were the first teams or first league to um shut everything down so um it was definitely a lot of tears definitely a lot of what ifs and um we're really close to the guys team here at Princeton and um we were all just spending a ton of time together just really upset about the season and everything but then a couple days later everyone else started canceling their games and everything so I think it was a lot of you know what's gonna happen um will we get this year back everything like that and so then flash forward to the middle of summer um the Ivy League actually doesn't allow um, grad students to play sports um, mm. in in college. So um, we knew none of us were going to be able to um, stay on at our school as a grad student. And we were hearing rumors that we could potentially take a year off and come back. And that actually ended up being the case. So it's funny, my entire senior class um, or I guess my year ended up taking a gap year on my team and that um, a bunch of other girls in the different grades also took a gap year and then on the guys team same thing and so that was awesome we had this year off like it it wasn't great to be away from school but um, we just made the most of the year we actually ended up going to Park City with um, the men's lacrosse team and my team um, of all the people that, that took a gap year. So it was really cool to be out there and be able to play lacrosse. And we actually played lacrosse with um, both guys and girls a few times. So that was really cool to do. And then um, in the spring, um, my senior class, we went to Nashville and stayed there for a month. So it was really cool to kind of take that time away from school and just spend it with my teammates and everything. And then come back this year with you know, the mindset of this is our last year, last chance to do something. So. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know you took that gap year. That, that's a cool story. So um, yeah. yeah, take a little, I mean, you know, I, um, I think that's a great idea if you can do it right. <laughs> I mean, you get, you just, you get more <laughs> life experience and it sounds like you guys, you guys all went out to park city, uh, which is <laughs> beautiful. I spent some time there. I went to Sundance <laughs> Uh, one year and um, anyway so that's awesome awesome you skipped over then to the 2020 uh, 2021 season you know where you know which I gotta imagine is kind of tough for you as an Ivy League student you know lacrosse comes back right but the Ivy Leagues mm -hmm. do, do not um, and mm -hmm. I'm curious how that how that was for you did did thoughts ever go through your mind of hey I'm gonna I'm actually gonna transfer to another school so that was the year that we actually took the gap year. So we were definitely, it was definitely tough watching college lacrosse come back on and not seeing Ivy League presence. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why coming in this year, we were so excited to kind of show everybody, you know, who they forgot about that the Ivy League's back and 
um, it definitely was a tough year just to not be playing lacrosse at in college, you know, and right. seeing all the other teams getting to play together and everything. So I think it just um, helped us, you know, work harder in the off season and, or off year and yeah. come back. Now did, so you come back then this year, right? And a lot of times it sounds like you were maybe around the game a little bit. Um, so, so maybe this question is not as relevant, but a lot of times when goalies take an extended period of time off, it kind of goes back mm -hmm. to that thing we talked about at the very beginning where you got to kind of build up that, that muscle, you got to build up that muscle memory again, and you're scared of the shots. Did, did you, mm -hmm. you know, after all that time of not playing with the team, did you experience that? Mm -hmm. I absolutely did experience that, um, coming into the fall, um, especially after the summer of, and the year off of, you know, like there were periods where I was with my teammates, so they were able to shoot on me, but coming from summer where, um, most of my friends, um, who played lacrosse in college actually graduated. So they were done playing lacrosse or they weren't home. So I actually didn't really have any shooters back home for the most part. Um, so coming in in the fall and having um, all of the shooters shooting, it definitely was a learning curve of, you know, I'm not playing my best right now. Um, I need to get a lot more reps. But the good news was that like, it was kind of the same for all of us on our team. We were all in the same mm -hmm. boat of we had taken the year off. So you know, it was all a learning curve for us as well. So we were just trying to make that learning curve as short as possible and, you know, find ways to speed up getting back into it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, you guys are back into it. Like you said, five and oh, <laughs> top 10. Uh, who do you got coming up this Saturday? We play at Penn state. So it's big game. We're really excited for it. Um, we're about to do scout days today and tomorrow. So everyone's just pumped to, you know, be back out here playing big games on the East coast. Love it. Love it. What's a scout day for you. It's kind of like, you know, Penn state likes to take these type of shots. Let, let me, let me do a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more work, a little bit more reps on these types of shots. Is that, do I got that right? Yeah, exactly. So just trying to see what they like to run on the, their offense, whether they're, a driving team or they're more of a um, assist team mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, tailor my gameplay to that this week. So just kind of getting those reps of like, if they're going to do bomb dodges, I'm ready for those. Or like, if they're going to pass it to the inside, I'm getting that quick turnaround or focusing on small parts of the game like that. Yeah. Love it. Uh, we're kind of bouncing all around a little bit, but I love it. I love it. Who, who are some of the goalies that, um, you know, when you were growing up that you learned from, or, or maybe you still kind of look up to, to the, to this day. I think um, Devin Wills is really a big one, um, especially when I was younger, like growing up and seeing her play on the U S team and everything. Um, she was definitely more of an active goalie. And so was I. So it was really cool to kind of see her and then actually going through the recruiting process, getting to meet her and everything. And um, now she's a coach at Harvard. So she's been great throughout her career, but she was definitely someone I really um, enjoyed watching and learning from a little bit. 
Um, and then I think in general, I just loved actually watching, I would watch a lot of guys across because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I get the comment that I play more like a guy's goalie, which I, I think that's a compliment. Um, and I really love a lot of the techniques um, the guys goalies use. And I think a lot of the girls goalies are starting to use those as well. So I think um, that was kind of wh- who I would watch and who I'd looked up to. What goalies? Uh, there wasn't any goalies in particular. Um, okay. I did just watch a lot of, um, you know, college D1 lacrosse. So. Got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. Me too. I love watching <laughs> goalies. <laughs> it's yeah. what I do, what I do for a living and it's as cool as it sounds. So um, awesome. Um, yeah. And, and to your point, I teach technique wise, I teach girls and guys the exact same way, mm-hmm. coach them the exact mm-hmm. same way. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's difference technique wise. Now the shots that they see are very different. Um, right. I mean, the stick, the, mm-hmm. the stick, the way, the way they shoot, like the, where the shots are. I mean, girls get shots inside the eight meter, right. A lot, like mm-hmm. most of the shots from guys are outside outside shots, occasional inside shot. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like how I attack the ball, I don't, I don't think there's a difference between guys and girls. It sounds like you I don't think so either. All right. All right. Um, awesome. Uh, what about a time that you went through a slump? Does any, does anything come to mind and, and, um, you know, how'd you go about getting out of that? Um, honestly, for me, like these past few games that I played, like, I haven't felt at my best and you know I think I've just been trying to get more reps and trying to get back to the basics of you know just getting my hand to the ball exploding to the ball and um, just trying to stay calm and caged I think a lot of times um, it's easy to get pretty frustrated if you've let a lot of goals in and things like that so I think um this week like especially I'm just trying to focus on like getting back to you know the basics and why I love lacrosse and playing calm in the cage and just letting my hand go to the ball Mm -hmm. yeah it kind of ties in a lot to to the mindset you know like when you're going through a slump a lot of it is mindset but some of it could be technical you could be hurt you could be not you know you could be out of sorts (laughs) Uh, but a lot of it is mindset. And, and mm-hmm. um, I'm curious, you know, when I say the word mental toughness, like what, what comes mm-hmm. to mind for you and, and how do you go about like, like building that? Um, you know, so my uh, goalie at Prince, my other teammate, um, Tia, we always talk about being a goldfish because goldfish, I think have three second memories. Mm-hmm. So um, just really focusing on, you know, once that shot gets scored, you're going on to the next play. And um, on our defense, we really focus on that, like, next play mentality of taking each play of, like, we're taking the game play by play and, you know, just refocusing on, like, going back to those basics of just really locking in on the head of the stick. And then once you're doing that, you know, sending your hand to the ball. And then once you're getting that um, as well, you're stepping to the ball and exploding to the ball. So adding those pieces back in one by one. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. 
breaking it down to its core and then building it back up. Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next play mentality, next play mentality. I mean, I, this is going to be podcast 140 something and uh, I mean, 130 <laughs> something goalies have said next play mentality. Cause it's true. It's so Absolutely. true, right? You got You got to move on. You got to have the ability to put that bad play behind you and, and move on. Cause guess what? Like, next shot's coming right at you. And if you're still thinking about that mm-hmm. last one, then you're, you're not going to be able to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I wanted to ask about um, the goalie situation at Princeton. So you, you mentioned Tia a couple other times, you only have one other goalie, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty yes. rare for like a D one program. Is that just a result of, of the COVID years or why, why do you only have two goalies? Um, we actually had another goalie, but she ended up quitting and just because she, her heart wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. um but my coach actually loves carrying a small roster of goalies um just because her kind of mindset is you know you get more reps and um you get to see the ball more like yes it is a risk if someone gets hurt but um I've actually I I love having two to three goalies I think it's really helpful to you get to learn from the other person, but also like you do get a ton of reps. And I think that's really helpful in playing. It's a great point. That's a great point. I, I played at Cal. We just had two goalies. Right. And so, yeah, like when you're doing team drills, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of reps. It's a lot of reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you don't have to spread those reps around yeah. for, I mean, some teams have five goalies. I think Den- mm-hmm. the University of Denver men's team's got six goalies. So like, you know, that's, oh, a, wow. that's spreading the, 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 the reps pretty thin. And if you're in that situation, like you absolutely have to get shots after practice because you're just not getting enough reps, but you only absolutely. have two, two goalies, right? Like you're probably mm-hmm. pretty, pretty pooped after a practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Talk to me about your relationship with, uh, with Tia. Tia and I have a great relationship. Um, we love to joke around in the cage and like, you know, if one of us is getting a ton of coaching that day, the other one is just hyping them up and, you know, just being their support there. And um, I love having her there because I think we learn so much from each other. Like she um, will take things from me and like, I'll take so many things from her. So um, it's really good just to have that other goalie there and person there just to share that experience. Cause I, I think the goalie position is very different than any of the other ones on the field. So having someone who understands that. Yeah. It's always an interesting dynamic between goalies because only one plays. Right. And like, mm-hmm. while you are very close or, I mean, not everyone is, but most, most goalies mm-hmm. are like, we're kind of a unique breed. Mm-hmm. Like what? you know, mm-hmm. um, you're pushing each other, right? So like you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. both going for that starting job, but at the, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like you're friends um, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's this friendly competition, but probably when, mm-hmm. you know, at certain points, it's probably not, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure you get pretty competitive at certain points. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like, for me, I think I try to focus on like, if she's having a great day, you know, like good on her, like, I, I just have to step my game up, you know? And yeah. um, I think trying to like putting that focus back on myself of, you know, like she's having a day, like great, good for her. Like, you know, like I just need to work on improving my game and trying to not really 
compare the two because I think it's you know different shooters are shooting different shots so you never know mm-hmm. love it Sam I got some some video of the Cornell game could I share that and ask you a couple questions about some saves absolutely all right now I know you haven't seen this so we're, we're going off the I just made it this morning <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah, here we go. This is a great game, by the way. People are going to love this save edit when it comes out. Um, so first of all, why do you go with number 12? Um, that's just a number I've always loved. Um, I think my brothers were number 12 in high school and everything. So I think I kind of took that from them and carried it on, I guess. All right. Love it. There's a little dance. Hey, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Hold on. Let me play this. To a strong start so far this year, sporting a five- all right. 33 same percent. See, you do. You do, do get a little move yeah. pregame move going on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. First play I want to take a look at right here is, a, is actually a free position shot. And talk to me about this. It might be the camera angle, but it definitely looks like you're baiting her stick side. I think so. That was definitely unintentional. Um, I think I'm just a little bit off on my angle. Um, but yeah, I think on this hash, I would, especially on eight meters, I try to split the hash um, between my feet. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I try to line up. Yeah. And arc, arc wise, I mean, I, I have you ever played like higher? I mean, this is this is great positioning right here. And like, I mean, you see some of the men's goalies actually play like real deep in the goal. Um, I'm curious when is there a certain situation where you might come out? What talk to me about your arc play? So I stay pretty shallow on my arc unless um, if a girl is coming and she had beaten a defender, I'll actually come out um, and try to match sticks with her um, and come out at that point. But usually I try to stay on that lower arc. Yep. Um, and this play, she doesn't want it. You're too intimidating in your stance. She's, <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't want it. She passes it. Uh, but then this girl drives right down Broadway and what's going through your mind right here. Like, you know, this is a very tough contested shot. You got two defenders. Mm -hmm. I gotta be honest. I need to sit down and watch more women's lacrosse with someone who knows the rules. Cause I'm not like, they, they can't like step in front of her. Right. They cannot. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, I mean, they could, um, but sometimes it might get called as a foul, but is it kind of um, like, is it kind of like basketball where like, if I get there first and I'm set, I can take a charge? Yes, yes it is. Okay. Um, anyway, talk to me about this, this save if you could. So on this one, I see her stick come up really high. And usually when the shooters are going really high with their stick, they're actually probably gonna bring it down low. Um, so I'm just kind of ready watching and I'm ready to snap low on this one. And I think maybe I had seen in film that this girl had liked to shoot low or something like that. Yep. And she shoots it low and, and bam, you're right on it. I didn't, it might've caught you in the bike. You can't really see there's some melee in front, but it might've been a body <laughs> save, but, but you're right there. Um, when you think about the clearing game now, so you pick it up, it's clearing game time. A lot of young girls, goalies, you know, they, they, they talk to me about like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do when mm -hmm. I, when I make the save, right? Like they almost talk about mm -hmm. this sense of panic. Um, mm -hmm. How do you approach the clearing game? 
So I actually love when I had the ball on my stick because I feel like it's a chance to kind of control the pace of the game. And I'm so thankful because my defenders are amazing and they catch almost any ball. So um, I know that I just need to get the ball out to them and um, they're going to, they're going to have that catch and they're going to be able to run it downfield. So I think just making a good pass on that and taking my time with it. That's the key for me. That's why I always tell take your time, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. in the women's game where you got 10 seconds inside the crease. I mean, you could, mm-hmm. you could take three deep breaths and still have the same amount of time that the men have four seconds. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so like you could see how patient you are and everyone runs away. So like now there's mm-hmm. no, there's no, there's no reason for you to panic. I mean, just be calm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, and you can see you kind of casually walk it up and bam, there's somebody open. Mm-hmm. Simple, clear. Uh, all right, let's check out the save. On the grit. Cornell, second possession. Into the middle, Fish oh. had a little trouble. It handcuffed her a bit, but she did make the stop <laughs> and then swallowed up the rebound. Yeah, so talk to me through this save. If you Do you remember these saves, by the way? I mean, the game wasn't that long ago. I do. <laughs> yeah, I do remember these. Yeah. Um, so this one, I was really happy. I got my body behind the ball because you know, my hands weren't the ones saving this. So I was just so happy to get that step and have my body be there and be able to pick it up after that. Yeah. This is a positioning save, right? I mean, you're right smack in the middle of the goal. She shoots it. Like maybe you don't get the best read on it. it maybe it hits you in the, in the chest pad or in the hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the chest chest. Yeah. Boom. Get the save, clamp the rebound, patience, 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 mm-hmm. walk it up. There you go. Um, the other goalie in this game had a great game, by the way, too. I don't know if you know she Katie. She did. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she had an amazing game. Yeah, played played really well. And switch, Pew stuck with it, 15. Very on defense, no angle, Fish shuts it down and scoops up the ball. That's prison defense at its best. They're really tightening up. They're giving Cornell such a hard time. And then to just have a Love it. Love it. That's a little bit of that active outside of the crease play that we talked about early in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So girls, girl comes in now she's super low angle. What do you like to do on these low? I mean, she's almost outside the fan. If I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at that, right. So mm-hmm. super low angle, what do you like to do on those shots? I'm just thinking, you know, stay high. And, um, at this point I'm on my pipe. Um, but I'm also knowing that the only places she can go is my top left and then also that backside potentially. So just being ready for those shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the rebound comes, you know, I just, I saw the ball and I'm the first one seeing, I mean, usually in goalie, you're the first one seeing the ball hit the ground. So if you can just continue your momentum outwards and pick up that ground ball, that's the turnover um, you can get for your team. So. Absolutely. And this is one area where the men's game actually is quite different than the women's game. So you, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you cannot with a foot in the crease, like clamp the ball outside of the crease and bring it back in. Correct. You can't No. you can't. You yeah. Can't, if anyone's in the surrounding area, you can't cover the ball. Yeah. Oh, so you can do it. If no, if no one's around you, I think maybe, but sometimes it's a little bit fuzzy with that rule. It kind of depends on the refs. Got it. But one thing 
so then you'll see if you're going to go get it, like you have to leave the crease and that's what you do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of men's goalies, myself included, would probably get out there, keep one foot in the crease and just, you know, try and mm-hmm. try and scoop it up. Cause once you got the ball mm-hmm. foot in the crease, they cannot, they can't, they can't touch you. Uh, but you mm-hmm. go for it, you go for it. And I love your attitude there of like, Hey, this is a possession, right? And you win mm-hmm. the possession sprint out, you know, evade the defender, find an open, um, wide open defender and bam. I mean, great play. I love that play. Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's fast forward all the way. I mean, there's, there's some great saves. This save edit's going to come out, um, in a couple of days, but we go to the end of the game mm-hmm. where are we at here. 13, 15 seconds left. Princeton is up by one. Like I said, this is a great game. Highly recommend watching it talk to me about this play because this is just i mean this is insane ball goes out of bounds 15 seconds let's just watch it first Mm -hmm. there is chaos right now in the field we're going to continue on cornell chance to tie it donahoe on the run saved by fish loose ball fired over the top race to the end line (laughs) cornell's got it i I love these announcers by the way they did a great job uh so talk to me talk to me through this play so at this point in the game i actually this game was definitely not one of um, my best games. And I had let a lot of goals in that I wish I had back. And so I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I like, I just got to come up with this save for my team and um, the girls running in and um, same kind of thing as the first save that we watched. Um, I had a feeling she was going low just by the way her stick was coming up and she was barreling down the cage so I knew that like in previous saves I hadn't gotten down on the ball so I actually fall to the ground on this one because I wanted to make sure it didn't squeak in um Mm -hmm. under me so I was just really trying to come up with a save for my team at the end even if um the rest of the game I hadn't necessarily helped them out in the way I wanted to yeah, we had a handful of great saves throughout this game. But yeah, I mean, that this is one of them right here. I mean, this she's a little far out when you talk about, um, you know, in general, but this is a great save. Bam, right on it and get down low. And like you said, a lot of guys goalies, you'll see them do that kind of flop to their to their butt, um, you know, just to get everything behind the ball. And that's what happens here. And then, you know, the wherewithal to kind of get back up and cover and covered the goal. I mean, I, you know, she ends up shooting it over the goal, but certainly like she had to see you getting up and, and, and moving up high. And that certainly probably impacted, you know, her shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Uh, well, that was, that was great. Um, thank you so much for, for going through that, Sam. And thank you so much for taking the last hour to chat through your goalie game. Um, I got a couple more questions Thank you for, for having you. Me. Yeah, absolutely. What what um what do you go with for the for the stick head? What's what's your your setup? Your stick setup? I use the um Eclipse too, and I love it because um has a great handhold um and I think it's very um flexible and everything and then for my stringing I do um two stru- sh- uh shooting strings across um and then just i think two strings across the top two um, two two straight nylons across and then two u's mm-hmm. yeah i think they're a little bit more like these on mine um, got it yeah i think they're really helpful for just accuracy and clears and everything now do you string up your sticks or does someone else do it 
no I have um other people do it um I have not mastered the stringing trade yet me neither me neither you and me both <laughs> you and me both I have all my sticks strung up by other do they need a shout out on Instagram or or they, they like to be low-key uh I mean I use different people so it. kind of depends. got it got it all right and then do you go with like a goalie length shaft or like a attack shaft I use an attack shaft. I think sometimes I've tried with a longer goalie shaft. And I think sometimes for me, it, it had gotten in the way. So I like the shorter one. Me too. Me too. I just feel so quick mm -hmm. with the shorter one. And as long as you can do the mm -hmm. outlet passes, um, I think, I think, yeah, attack, attack mm -hmm. shafts, the way to go. Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, you're from San Diego, California. If I go to San Diego, California, and I'm, I'm, I've got some uh, craving for some fish tacos, where, where do I need to go? Um, you know, or it's Mexican a chain, food, Mexican food in general could be. Yeah. So it's a chain, but I really love Rubio's, um, coastal grill. It's awesome. They have some of the best fish tacos. Um, there's also a few hole in the wall places, um, that have some of the best Mexican food. Um, there's a place in Coronado that's actually, um, has a Mexican takeout part in the back of a diner. And so, they have some of the best California burritos and burritos there. So I would definitely go there. Love it. You just took your team, or I don't, I don't know if you took the team, but your team just went out to California <laughs> to play San Diego State and, uh, and USC. Did, did, did you make a stop there? Um, no, we didn't. We didn't end up going um, to Coronado, oh. but um, we definitely, at one of our alumni's house, they had a um, street taco bar. So that was awesome. I finally got to show them our food in Southern California. So yeah, they were excited. I'm hungry, hungry for some tacos now. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your experience. Um, if you had to leave the goalies out there with, uh, with one last piece of advice, what would that be? I would say just stick with it. I know there's a lot of um, times it's tough being a goalie. And I think just continuing to remember why you love the game and um, you know, pushing through those tough games and um, waiting to play those big ones. So, Very well said. Sam, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good to talk All right. to you. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. That was Princeton goalie Sam Fish. Awesome to go through some saves. Awesome to hear her story. And I don't know about you guys, but I am now craving some San Diego fish tacos. Anybody that's been to San Diego or lives in San Diego or is from San Diego probably knows what I'm talking about. I'm pretty hungry. I need some Mexican food right now. <laughs> That'll do it for this week. Again, hope you enjoyed that episode. It is early May, summer season right around the corner. Let me know where you're at in your lacrosse season. I would love to hear. If you haven't already, it would really help wherever you're listening to this, give the show a five-star review helps other goalies find it, helps the word spread about this immaculate position that is lacrosse goalie. That'll do it for this week. As always, get out there, get some work in, do well, and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.